0: Groove Tracks, brought to you
1: by Behavioral Grooves. I'm Kurt. And I'm Tim. Groove Tracks are short, five to 10 minute dives into a single topic or a concept. So let's get right to it, Kurt. What is our topic today? We've mentioned the famous cab driver study many,
0: many times on behavioral grooves, but many listeners may not know exactly what that study is. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to tell you about the famous cab driver study. And why it matters, Tim. That's great, Kurt. Can you get us started with some basic facts about the study? Sure. The study has a riveting formal name. It is The Labor Supply of New York City Cab Drivers One Day at a Time. And it was written by (laughs) Colin Kammerer, Linda Babcock, George Lawenstein, and Richard Thaler. And it was published in the May 1997 issue of Quarterly Journal of Economics. Yeah, that's a very prestigious journal. Yes, it is. Now, the story varies a bit by how these researchers got the idea to work on this particular topic. But one thing they all agree on is that Colin Kammerer had tons and tons of data
1: on the New York City cab drivers sitting in his office in Caltech. Yeah, right. So they started sifting through the data to see if there were, in Thaler's words, any economic anomalies. Okay. Okay, what is an economic anomaly? Well, economists believe that there are ways that people should behave. Like, for instance, economists believe that workers ought to maximize their revenue opportunities when they're at work and that people should consider all the relevant options when making a decision. It's what economists call rational, which is a word that <laughs> we, yeah, we try to stay let's, away from that.
0: Yeah, let's not use that word unless <laughs> we have to, Tim. Rational implies that there is only one specific way to do something – And life is just way, way too short for just one way of doing
1: things. Agreed. (laughs) Agreed. Uh, The point is that since the cab drivers in New York City had to rent their cabs or pay for cab medallions, they had a fixed expense that they needed to cover. So it was important for them to earn enough money to cover those expenses first and then make a profit over and above that. So economists
0: would predict that if the cabbies had a fixed expense – and flexible hours to earn revenue, they'd maximize how they worked to generate the most profit. So, which would mean that they would work extra long hours when their earnings were going through the roof, like when it was raining or when the subway was closed or when there was a big convention in town and tons of people were there wanting to take
1: cabs. Is that right? Uh, right. Uh, but that's not what the research found, researchers found, was it, Kurt? Nope, there were anomalies, Tim. <laughs>
0: but, before, but before we get to those, let's just make sure the table is set properly, okay? The researchers collected handwritten tip sheets which documented how many fares each driver had, what time they picked up their fare and dropped off those fares, and of course the number of fares that they had and their take-home pay varied every day. There were lots of variables except one, the cost of the cab. Overall, classical economists would have predicted that the cabbies would want to gin to maximize those earnings on good days and take it on the chin on slow
1: days by knocking it off early. Yeah, and there's something else to be aware of. In addition to the thousands of trip sheets from the Taxi and Limousine Commission, they gathered survey responses from more than 1,000 drivers as well as conducted interviews with the cab owners and fleet managers.
0: What about the weather,
1: Tim? Oh. <laughs> we always talk about this as being a study about sunny versus rainy days and getting a cab. Yeah, Actually, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, Kurt. There are many articles, and by the way, we've done this too, that informally reference that cab drivers drove less on rainy days. However, the study did not actually compare driving habits to weather patterns. Okay, It just happens to be a part of the story of how Cameron Babcock, Thaler, and Lowenstein came to ask the question, Why is it so hard to get a cab on a rainy day when economists would predict there'd be enough supply to meet the increased demand? Yeah, a great question. And as research goes, the team did a
0: pretty comprehensive job. Oh, definitely, yeah. So, Kurt, what did the data suggest? Well, as I mentioned before, the data shows an economic anomaly. (laughs) Okay, so what was that anomaly? (laughs) So, basically... A large portion of the cab drivers focused on a daily target or a narrow bracket for their wages, and once they hit that daily target, they stopped working. From the research, that the research that they gathered, cab drivers worked on average about nine and a half hours a day, took between 28 and 30 trips a day, and collected almost $17 per hour in revenue excluding tips. But the researchers found that they worked fewer hours when they hit their daily earnings target faster. So in other words... Uh, their daily target income became the primary measure, not maximizing each day or each week's income.
1: Yeah, they also found that the more experienced drivers, when compared to the less experienced drivers, were less apt to knock off early on days when they had a ton of fares. So to quote the study, drivers learned over time that driving more on high-wage days and less on low-wage days provides more income and more leisure. So the big story on this, Tim, is that cab drivers,
0: who I've never seen turn down a tip, (laughs) are not as cash-oriented as they would say they are, and definitely not as rational as classical economists would expect them to be. By using the simple heuristic of an average daily wage, they manage their business that way, and they end up passing on high-revenue opportunities like working a full shift one day when they're
1: raking in the fares. Yeah, that's where the rainy day thing comes in, because on rainy days, there are more customers wanting cabs than there are on dry days. But because a cab driver could reach their daily targeted income earlier in the day, they'd stop working early rather than do what economists believe they ought to do, which is just to work a full shift and really maximize their earnings. And thus, we can't hail a cab on a rainy day in New York. And many
0: people, I think this is an interesting part. Many people, Tim, would look at this from the outside and judge that behavior badly. They think to themselves, there's no way, no way I would stop working early when I could really rake in the dough. And this is the insight that I want people to take from this. We don't always act in the way we think we should act.
1: And what we are referring to here is called the say-do gap in psychology. Yeah, and this concept, this idea of the say-do gap is common among people in a whole variety of settings. When we connect this to other studies, like in the world of incentives, we find that salespeople are very much the same. They say that maximizing cash is the most important thing in the world, and they tell their bosses that they'll work harder for extra cash. But when presented with that chance to do just that, only a small percentage actually take advantage of it. So in other words, Tim, salespeople say they want to earn a lot
0: of money, but they don't always take advantage of the opportunities to do so.
1: Yeah, at the very least, we can say that cash is not the only motivator that there is. And a large portion of the population is just not as motivated by cash as they say they are. Now, when the, there's a clear opportunity to earn more cash, in some cases, just by working your regular shift, that large portion of the population just won't be motivated to take advantage of it. Okay, Tim, I think we have that. Okay, so so lastly, we should say that the cab driver study has, at least from time to time, been under fire. Henry Farber wrote a scathing review in 2008 that indicated that drivers have both daily wage and daily hours work targets, not just daily wage targets. Fair enough. Our observation among sales reps is that very similar to the original study's view on cab drivers, though. Sales reps tend to work toward some kind of a target or a narrow bracket of monthly wages, not maximum wages, as many sales managers would like them to believe.
0: Now, there are exceptions, but they're typically in the minority. So if you're a sales manager and you're thinking that your people are different, we'd like to caution you to avoid that lens. A few of them might be different, but most likely not all of
1: them. Yeah, well said, Kurt. So Groovers, be careful about your expectations. They can get in the way of designing your most effective incentive plans. Now, get out there
0: and keep working hard on those rainy days and go find your Groove.